right, welcome back to Beyond Sunday. This is Patrick Nazaroff with me, not as always, but with me today, Pastor Cassandra Nagel. Hi, everyone. Yes, uh, Pastor David is still out of town, yeah. out of the country, and yeah. uh, Elise was, was not free, and I was actually not free. I was sick this week. Yeah, we're strep, glad you're better. But I'm better, yes. Uh, and uh, due to this... You know, overlapping schedules and everything being crazy. We only have a brief minute to jump into this podcast. But we wanted to yeah. have a podcast for our listeners out there, for the Beyond Sunday family. And Keep so the street going. if you're like, this one seems a little rushed or a little uh, disorganized, you're probably right. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, we didn't even do our little intro because we just had to just jump right on into it. All right. So I'm going to start off with our news story. Uh, well, let me ask you first. You've, you've flown before, I presume. Oh, yeah. Lots. Stressful. No. You don't get stressed with with flying? No. Okay. Never fought, fought on an airplane? No, gosh. Have you ever been on an airplane where a fight was happening? Not not to my recollection. Okay. Like a verbal altercation? Yeah, verbal altercation. No. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds miserable, right? Like, because you're just trapped it in it. It sounds uncomfortable, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're just like, there's what can you do? You just have to sit there, you know, trapped in this, you know, metal tube. I feel like you would be the person that whips out their phone and starts filming and... <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm non-confrontational. So I would want anybody to Well, you wouldn't be part of the yell. fight. But yeah, but then they could filming. see me and well, be like, maybe. yeah, yes. Depending on where the fight's happening. Uh, well, anyway, this is a, a flight uh, that somebody did whip out and, and their phone and, and film um, that they had a, a fight on the airplane. Okay. The couple that was fighting was escorted off. But one woman who was egging on the fight. Oh, wow. Was voted off the airplane. <laughs> Voted off? Yes. Like Survivor? Like Survivor. Yeah. So uh, it was like a married couple that was fighting and a seatmate yes. was Yes, or some people were fighting, out. yes. Yeah. Um, so finally, there was another person arguing with these two people who were arguing. Okay. And then another passenger yells out, if you could hear me and want her removed from the flight, raise your hand. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so someone raised their hand and the one was eventually removed by a man with the ground crew. Well, democracy is still alive, even at 30,000 feet. Uh, what do you think about this? That you could just vote people off the airplane? I, I mean, this is still on the ground. So, I mean, like... Yeah. I guess my question would be, moving forward, like, if somebody takes your extra bag of peanuts, you know, can you yeah. call a vote on the plane? I'd like it. I love and, it. Yeah. You know, what will this turn into is more of my fear. I'm pro. Look, like, let's... Pro voting people Yeah, up. like, it's like, it's a real-life survivor. Okay. Maybe she has an immunity idol. She can say, like, I'm immune to this vote. Sorry. You know, not going to happen. Uh, I will tell you a story here. Um, my mom was voted out of a dog park, her and her dog. In her uh, neighborhood or Yeah, something. a public dog park. They took a vote and voted her and her dog out. Wow. <laughs> I, don't know, I have no idea the wow. circumstances, what her dog was up to. But okay. in the middle of this, they decided, let's take a vote. Wow. And they voted her out. And, and you're still pro-voting people off of a plane. Well, I think it's funny. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, because how does that happen? <laughs> like, I, I mean, what, again, what, who, who, you know, kudos to this guy, I guess. He's like, let's, guess. let's get this candle, nip it here in the bud. Who wants to just vote these people off the airplane? I mean, it could get complicated really fast if you, like, 
had a kid kicking your seat, and we're like, I want the kid voted off the plane. For I sure. mean, are people going to yeah. vote a child off of a plane? And Maybe, then, if that child's kicking my seat. Do they have seat? to vote the parents off the plane, too? The parents got to go where they got to go, right? If they want to keep going, <laughs> you know, that's their choice. <laughs> uh, I'm about to fly with teenagers, so maybe I want to use this in my back pocket. If one of them yeah. is particularly annoying, sure. let's just vote them off. And be like, that's hey, the, sorry, yeah. parents, we did our best, but uh, the people have spoken. Yeah. All right, let's jump into our main story from Sojourners, or Sojo.net. How The Office pushed me to be a better Christian and coworker. And The Office is the TV show The Office, not Mm -hmm. just working in The Office. Yeah. Uh, The U.S. version as well. Yeah. The U.S. version of The Office. Yeah. Have you seen the British version? I haven't. It's okay. Okay. I mean, it's more cringe. It's surprisingly even more cringe. Isn't the U.K. version the original? The U.K. version is original. It's also much shorter. It's only like two seasons, 12 episodes total. Okay. Yeah, it's really... It's like a one-night binge. You can just watch it all. Um, So, you're familiar with the U.S. version, though? I am. Quite, yes. Okay, so let me ask, who's your favorite Office character? I like Pam. Okay, okay. She's one of the mains. One of the main characters, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I think, uh, you know, it's it's tough. I think I like Stanley. He's my favorite. Yeah, He's super grumpy, you know, and so that's that's my favorite. You know, I can identify with him in the office there. Yeah. Um, I do really enjoy the office. Uh, I, truth be told, I've never worked in a real office. Have you worked okay. in a real office? No. Me neither. I mean, like, we have an office. I just yeah. don't consider it, like, a real office. It's, we all have our own offices. Yeah, I, I don't have the, a cubicle. Correct, yeah. So there's that. Yeah. And, you know, church work office is different than, like, corporate offices, you know, like, you know. Yeah. It's just a lot different. And, um, you know, we're united by, like, a common, like, vision that you probably mm-hmm. just don't have. Like, I'm sure the, the workers at Dunder Mifflin aren't super aligned with the mission and vision of Dunder Mifflin. Yeah, I they, don't know what the Dunder Mifflin mission and vision are. They're just there to collect a paycheck. Or Sabre, you know. Or Sabre. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, who knows? Or the Michael Scott Papers Company. Yes. That one's probably more aligned, right? Because yeah. they're, they're a smaller team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you've never watched The Office, it is a mockumentary, that means a fake documentary, about mm-hmm. a small paper company in Scranton, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. uh, that centers around Michael Scott, who's the boss who wants to be funny. Like, that's kind of his MO as the boss. He's funny. But he's not that funny, you know? No. Um, and, uh, and it kind of just follows their day-to-day. And mm-hmm. so... 90% of the scenes take place in the office, this mm-hmm. one, you know, small uh, cramped space where all these coworkers are working. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of see their lives overlap with one another uh, in sometimes hysterical and, com- com- uh, and comedic ways. All right, so this is by uh, Amir Peterson. He's writing that the office made him a better Christian and coworker. So let me ask you, has the office made you a better Christian and coworker? Uh, I, when I saw the title of this article, I thought, I don't really think it has. Sure. <laughs> no. Um, but I, I like some of his thoughts, so I think it, yeah. it just takes the right perspective watching For sure. the show. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, there's, you know, he's got three big thoughts. We'll kind of run through these. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely like The Office. I've seen it multiple times. Um, you know, I think it's it's a really fun show. If you've never watched it, highly recommend. Uh, for a period, it was like the big show. Oh, sure. The, the yeah. big comedy show. Yeah. Um, and then it found a second home on streaming. And, you know, everybody, like the youth group kids have all watched mm-hmm. The Office, even though 
they've never worked in any kind of office. Yeah. And, and this was... And now a, it's not on this... Did it go away? It's on Peacock. Oh, it's on Peacock now. Yeah. Well, it at used this to point, be on Netflix. That was the big place yeah. where it was. At this point, it's almost, you know, almost 20 years old since, like, mm-hmm. the first episode premiered. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not a... That, that, you know, anytime, Some of their jokes have not aged well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and part of it was always it was supposed to be, like, by being edgy, it makes mm-hmm. fun of, like, edginess in a sense. Right. Like, by, or by being, like, like, the joke isn't that they're, like, that homophobia is okay. The joke mm-hmm. is on homophobia. Yeah. Now... There might be people in 2023 who find, you know, that 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 kind of joking doesn't work anymore mm-hmm. or for them. But I don't think The Office in and of itself was meant to be portrayed that way. Right. The joke was supposed to be about, isn't it funny how stupid and racist or homophobic people could be? Mm-hmm. And not even realize they're being those things. But, again, maybe, maybe it's not quite what would be produced today on network TV. Sure. All right. Uh, so Christians aren't always nice coworkers. Uh, yeah. So there is a, a, a staunchly Christian co- worker on the office named Angela Martin, mm-hmm. uh, and she's not nice. No, she's not. In fact, I wouldn't even say she is a mean. Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. The going meanest. back to our podcast from last week, she uh, yeah yeah could have some things to learn about niceness. Yeah, she's very mean. She's very. In particular, in fact, uh, she's mean, she's hypocritical, mm-hmm. she, uh, you see her over the course of the season, you know, definitely express homophobic thoughts, uh, she cheats on her fiancé, mm-hmm. you know, she's not kind. She lies to people. She's, yeah, yeah, she's a liar, she's mean, yeah, she's not, but she does this with the veneer of Christianity on top of it, mm-hmm. you know, and a, and a very, like, rigid Christianity. Right, like a law-based Christianity. Um, so I bet you might know people who are like Angela Martin. Maybe you, we don't, because we don't necessarily work with those people. But I'm sure there's people out there who recognize, yeah, there's people who, uh, that's what it looks like to work with a Christian. They're not very fun. Yeah. Um, so um, what can we learn from Angela Martin as Christians who work in an office? Yeah. I thought it was interesting how... He sort of draws on her, like, just the the multiple sides of her, right? And I think, you know, even though I can't directly relate to being in an office setting, um, it makes me think about, like, home life and work life and just the different ways we engage with people, right? Mm -hmm. And are we always being our authentic selves and are we always you know, honoring God and, and, and loving other people yeah. in the different spaces, right? Sure. Like when we're at home with our with our families and our loved ones, when we're, you know, in these public places, when we're at work, when we're at school. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we can definitely pick up on that, you know, that, mm-hmm. that uh, unfortunately you are who you are in every situation. So yeah. whenever you're going into a work or family situation, mm-hmm. that's not, you know, that you're not necessarily... You're bringing you're bringing your faith into those places, sure. uh, and and that matters, right? Like how you show up is going to impact those around you. Yeah. All right, let's move on because, um, like I said, we only have a few more minutes to really kind of get through everything here. Uh, point two: Some people who care about their faith find it hard to go to church. So there's one sequence where Pam and Jim uh, have 
a baby together. Mm-hmm. And they're doing a baptism or christening mm-hmm. at their Methodist church, I believe. Presbyterian. Oh, Presbyterian. Presbyterian. Okay. And Toby, the HR rep, you know, the whole office is invited. And he shows up, and we have learned earlier that, that Toby was, at one point in time, a seminarian student mm-hmm. who dropped out because... Uh, have a real for a relationship. Yeah. Follow the girl. Follow it's a girl. in Pennsylvania. Yep. And so he is wrestling with can I go into this church? What mm-hmm. does this look like in this worship service? Mm-hmm. Um, he goes to a wedding earlier, Pam and Jim's wedding, but mm-hmm. it, it's not, it seems like it's in a church, but a wedding and church service are a little two different kinds of things, yeah. right? So so he's wrestling with that, that idea. Um, so what can we learn from this kind of situation? Yeah, I appreciated his drawing us into a reminder that, like, being a person of faith is more than just your attendance sheet at church, right? Um, And allowing, you know, like, well, he talks about how the viewer watches Toby pacing back and forth under the all are welcome sign, yeah. you know, deciding or debating whether he's going to go inside or not. And I, he ends up not going inside, I think is what happens. But yeah. um, I think it's a good reminder for me, at least, right? That like, it's so easy for us to make kind of snap judgments mm-hmm. um, and assumptions, even like from a, from like a church staff perspective, right? Like we like to encourage people to check in on realm and like sure. sign in if they're new. And we like to have eyes and see, you know, who is coming to church and um, leaning into, I think like curiosity and relationship with folks um, rather than judgment of like, you didn't show up to church three weeks in a row and, and, and sure. things like that. But yeah. Yeah. I think you can also recognize, like, for many people out there, going to a church service or a small group or a Bible study is a true act of bravery and courage. Mm -hmm. And when it's your church or your family and your group, maybe you don't have that same insecurity or that same fear attached to it, but that doesn't mean it's absent from every other person in that space or in that that place. Um, You know, I know I work with teenagers. Like, coming into a, a room... For a teenage, you know, per kid who's, mm-hmm. you know, 14 years old coming into a room of other teenagers who have established his norms, relationships, yeah. routines, and being the new person is really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And it's not about if you're an extrovert or an introvert. It can be really difficult for both. And so honoring, you know, brave decisions like that mm-hmm. matter. Yeah. Or making it easier for somebody to make a brave decision, right? Right. right. That instead of obstacles of barrier how do we make um you know easier entryways mm-hmm. and again it's not about like well it's easy for me to enter this space so it should be easy for all to enter this space uh kind of takes away a little bit of kind of the realness of how difficult it can be yeah. so i think it just reminds us to be uh cognizant of how can we be not just welcoming but re- but making it uh removing barriers of entry yeah or and sometimes that means just even acknowledging that there are Yeah. He talked about how, like, there are a lot of unspoken expectations and norms, like you were talking about Mm -hmm. with with your teenagers. And, I mean, we had new members who brought it to my and David's attention that, like, we weren't clearly articulating for communion, like, what color the wine was and what color the grape juice was, you know? And for a lot of folks, it makes a big deal whether you're going to drink a cup of wine or a cup of grape juice. And so, um, you know, there there are all these things that 
we sort of intuitively know because that's how, you know, we're already inside of the system, right? But for someone who's coming in who, um, yeah, yeah, doesn't have any of that uh, beginning knowledge, how can we, yeah. Yeah, so that episode, I think that is a, some an aspect of like religious wrestling that I think the show gets right. Mm-hmm. On that episode, there's one I think they get really wrong. This one, they're, they're young adults at this church are going to go on like this mission. They're going to get on a bus. And Michael and Andy, two of the workers, get caught up in this. Well, and they want to get on the bus too, which is mm-hmm. really exciting. I, that, that makes sense. Of like, we are just caught up in this emotional, spiritual moment. And they get on the bus. And then they're like, great, we're driving to Mexico. And all these young adults are going to fall asleep immediately on the bus. And it's like, <laughs> I guess, noon. Yeah. And like, that's not, that's not legit. <laughs> that's never going to happen. Like, as a person who's led many a mini mission trip. And is about to lead another one. They're not falling asleep on the bus at noon. Yeah. Like, it's just not happening. <laughs> like, they're screaming. Like, that's, like, they're immediately, re- you know. Excited. Excited and yeah. with each other. Yeah, that part I'm like, okay. You know, eye roll. Yeah. All right, so last part here. Uh, Michael Scott as regional pastor. So there's one episode um, where... Uh, they, they think the, the office is cursed. Michael believes the office is cursed. And so he's asking everybody their religion. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, a Catholic, Stanley, Pam and Daryl are Presbyterian. Uh, Phyllis, uh, mentioned that she's a Lutheran and her husband, Bob, is a Unitarian. Keeps things spicy. So I wouldn't know what branch of Lutheran Phyllis is. No, she didn't say. So yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm willing to bet she's ELCA. I don't know. She's with, she's with the Unitarian, so, you know. I she's bet, with the Unitarian, that might be a that's bridge true. Too I was going to say, she's in small town Pennsylvania, so I'd sort of, you sure, know, lean sure. LCMS, but. Yeah. I don't know, I, yeah, I don't know the Pennsylvania demographics, right? Who's, yeah. who's got, who's got the edge there? Um, but then the, the attention gets turned to kind of the two, well, other religions in the mm-hmm. room, right? Like the people who are not, well, they're probably not Christian. Yeah. And that would be Kelly, who is Hindu, and kind of a Sadiq, who is a kind of guest star, who's their IT person, who is mm-hmm. a Sikh. Um, and so, you know, Michael has some questions about what these religions look like. And, you know, Kelly amazingly is like, I don't really know anything. <laughs> like, because, you know, she probably is like most even Christians, who's like, I'm this culturally, and I admit that, sure. but my knowledge of the religion itself is completely gone. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really know. I don't really care. Like, it's not really there for me. Um, and, and Sadiq, who is the Sikh, even kind of tells everybody, if you're going to reduce my identity to my religion, then I'm Sikh, I guess. Mm-hmm. But he's more than that. Yeah. Um, but I think it's easy for Michael and easy for us to have this kind of assumption that, you know, Christianity is the normal religion because it's the one we know and one we grew up with. Mm-hmm. And the other religions are the, well, those are the weird, abnormal religions. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the ones that don't make sense and are mystic in our minds. Um, and we're not really quite sure what to do with those things. Yeah. All right, so what can we learn from that? Yeah, I thought his comment about how other religions are exoticized was yeah. really compelling. And um, I think it was you last week we were talking about how, like, we as Christians need to do a better job of understanding Jewish scriptures, right? Sure. Like, yeah. in the Old Testament, because that is, like, part of our theological 
ancestry, right? And yeah, so, um, yeah, leaning into, um, I think, like, interfaith understanding and relationships um, and is, is difficult, right? And it can be uncomfortable um, and um, certainly doesn't mean we always need to agree, but being able to have those conversations with folks and I think humanize what we hear in the media, right? Like certain religious groups are like mm. uh, labeled as terrorists and, and all sure. sorts of things, yeah. right? And so how can we resist um, jumping onto that bandwagon, right? And, yeah, for and sure. Loving folks and, and being in relationship with them authentically. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, like uh, whenever we hear, you know, this is what other religious groups believe mm -hmm. or how they kind of see the world, it's easy sometimes to look at it and be like, that's weird. That's not how, that doesn't make sense to me mm. or that's not normal. But in reality, I firmly believe that, you know, the God of the universe somehow got, you know, impregnated a young woman to give birth to the savior of the world. And that's insanity. Like, that mm -hmm. does not make any sense. But because it's culturally normal mm -hmm. and because it's my belief that I've had for a long time, it's easy to say that's a normal belief. Yeah. In reality, it's an extraordinarily, uh, it, or it's an extraordinary belief, right? Mm -hmm. it, 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 belief in the divine in and of itself is an extraordinary belief. Yeah. Um, so... You know, I think if you're out there to say, like, I think, you know, Christianity is the most correct religion, I think mm. that's fine. But I also don't think it's okay to look at other world religions with disdain or down our noses on them and say, like, mm, that's just all weird mumbo jumbo, you know. And again, yeah. Michael, Michael is, the is the butt of the joke, even though he's making the jokes. This yeah. is how it's playing out. Like, mm -hmm. his obtuseness is what's funny. Yeah. But it's easy to sometimes to think Michael is the protagonist, right? Like, so he's, sure. his c comments or observation are, are what normal people mm -hmm. should have. Mm -hmm. um, all right, those are his three points. Any other thoughts from the office about faith that you come up with? No. I really enjoyed this article, but having familiarity with the show For made sure. it yeah. easier to, to understand. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. it was... a. It was fun. I'm excited for his book. He's got this book coming out called Theology in the Office in 2024. So okay. it sounds like, I don't know if it's his like thesis work from seminary or something else that he's been working on, but I'm excited for that. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, I, we've talked about pop culture several times on our podcast. Mm -hmm. I think it's important and it matters. And I think what we consume and watch yeah. um, does impact and influence our faith. So might as well be cognizant of that, right. aware of it, yeah. and seek out ways like how am I learning about God mm -hmm. and humanity while I'm laughing at uh, these characters in the office. I think that yeah. matters. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that's all the time we have because i got to get going to take my son to the doctor. He's going to get shots. Uh, yeah, he's not going to be very happy about no. that. No. <laughs> yeah. so, I'll pray for you, Patrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Timmy. And the doctor. And the doctor. <laughs> all, all of us. All of you. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be an experience, yeah. Um, so thanks for listening, everybody. Um, BeyondSundayPodcast at gmail.com or BeyondSundayPodcast.com. Uh, those are our websites and our email address. So if you want to get in touch with us, let us know what you think about The Office, who your favorite characters are. Um, or any TV shows out there that have impacted your faith, let us know. We are always on board with those things. We love getting emails. I do, yes. <laughs> it's exciting. It yeah. is, yeah. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with more Beyond Sunday.